Welcome to the G-Spot, the podcast that discusses topics relating to sex, dating and relationships with a focus on pleasure, connection and education. I'm your host, Heidi G, sex and relationship therapist, and I believe we are all entitled to a fulfilling sex life and relationships. The G-Spot, the best sex and relationship education you'll ever get. So about 10 or so years ago when I was working at Sexpo um, and I was counselling men who had erectile dysfunction, as it was known back then, um, I discovered pole dancing. And the way I discovered pole dancing is I was walking around Sexpo and I saw this lady climbing up the pole and I was so impressed not only by her strength, but the fact that the lady who was demonstrating pole um, wasn't your typical size six woman. She was voluptuous and gorgeous and she did all these amazing moves and I was in awe. And I remember doing all this research on pole dancing and discovered a pole dancing school in Sydney. And that's when I started taking classes. So my next guest today is actually a person who was my very first teacher in Beginners. Um, I have Daisy, who is from the Peach Pole Studio. Daisy has been teaching and performing pole dancing, showgirl and cabaret in Sydney and overseas for about 15 years. Her background is in corporate marketing, but she made the move to teaching full-time over 10 years ago, which was supposed to be just a 12-month career break. Anyway, um, she never looked back, and I'm so glad she didn't. Um, So Daisy says it's been a wild ride, and she opened up her pole studio on the Central Coast eight years ago. Welcome, Daisy. Hi, thanks for having me. No worries. <laughs> that was an intro. So, oh my God. So, yes, from, you know, my first teacher, oh my, my goodness, first yes. beginner's teacher, like yes. many moons ago, and here we are, you know, you've got your pole mm. studios and I'm so proud to call you a good friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So what I've noticed, Daisy, is the change in the pole community. I know from when Mm. I started pole dancing, it wasn't as known back then. It was a bit Mm. more hidden. Um, I know the few people that I did tell, you know, oh, yeah, I've started pole dancing, they would ask, oh, what's, you know, gentleman's club do you work at or do you Mm. strip? Um, Tell me about some of the changes that you've noticed in the pole community. Um, yeah, there's been a lot. Hey, like the industry has changed over the last 15 years dramatically um, and it seems to come in sort of sort of waves. But, yes, when um, you started doing Poland, you know, um, essentially when I did as well, um, most of my teachers and the, the owners of the school that I went to in Sydney, they were all professional showgirls or strippers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, it was run and owned by by um, those ladies and um, so their style was very reflective of that it was a performance style and it was very sexy and a bit underground I guess and um, um, yeah so that attracted a certain I think a certain type of crowd um, and that's sort of where it grew from there and I guess you know it was marketed and and you know women were it was sort of um, 
you know, then put out to the masses, I guess, and people realised that it was, you know, that you could get fit from this and, you know, it was more of a sport and it's, it's taken some different directions over the years. So um, what I find interesting at, at the moment, you know, it went from that real stripper performance showgirl style and then, you know, branched out to um, a more, went through a stage of where it sort of went into a lyrical style that was sort of mixed with pole and fitness style. So I think what happened was people wanted to move away from the stigma because it used to, I guess, cop a lot of flack. And, you know, for anybody who was not a professional showgirl or stripper, you know, they were saying, I'm not a stripper, I do, I do, I'm a pole dancer, I do pole fitness, but I'm not a stripper. And, um, you know, so it sort of went down that path. But through that, you know, there was a little bit of like, you know, um, tossing and turning and and um, people were kind of getting upset. There was two sides of the coin about whether, you know, or whether you were a stripper or whether you weren't a stripper. And, you know, from um, the strippers were saying, well, you know, they should be paid homage to because that's where its roots are from um and then you know so and then it's actually come out of that stage a little bit more and and it's it seems to have taken a turn back to another again showgirl or sexy style um but you know also the environment and um industry to be you could you can make it your own so um basically it's 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 you know we've we've got a long way to go so so um you know back when we started um you know there wasn't that many people who have heard about it or if you did do it that's right people would say well you must work at a strip club or you must you know um do that professionally um now people have heard about it oh my friend does that or you know my my cousin has done that or the lady at work does that or yeah that's a mm. real fitness thing isn't it you guys do that to keep fit um and so that's really nice it, it's taken a long time to change the way people think and their perception you know i think the beautiful thing about it is it can be whatever you want the moves are the same that we teach in class what you do with mm. the style uh, is up to you or your your teacher or school or choreography that kind of thing so you can just do the moves and it can be fitness based with no shoes on and a pair of shorts or tights um you can do it with some lyrical or balletic moves you can um do it with a more sexy style um with the i'm going to admit <laughs> how far back this was but when um when i started there was not youtube or facebook or anything like that so just um the explosion of social media um has allowed different countries to see, I guess, what other people's styles are doing. Um, there's this interesting Russian style at the moment, um, which is very mm. um, sort of dynamic and acrobatic and very sexy. And um, and so that's sort of coming to play now and that's very popular at the moment. So, it's, yeah, it's taken a really different sort of wild ride over the last 15 years that I've seen. Yeah. And I like that you said you can make it your mm. own. And I think, um, like I was saying in the intro, um, you know, what really appealed to me was the lady who I saw at Sexpo, just her strength mm. climbing up the pole and the fact that she wasn't, you know, this size six mm. um, woman. Yeah. And, you know, she was this beautiful, beautiful, voluptuous woman who was just this amazing dancer mm. And I know that when I started dancing and taking up classes, there were all walks of life. 
and um, different backgrounds, different body shapes, and it was just such a beautiful community. Mm. I think I totally agree. That's one of the most amazing things about it that I don't, I haven't come across in many other um, fitness industries. So, um, mm. and we like to. Um, you know, I think it's good to celebrate what the job, the body can do, not just what it looks like. Um, so yeah. it's not about we don't do this to look a certain way. We're not taking 10 classes a week so that we can drop a dress size. We're not, um, you know, um, and, yeah, you know, doing the tricks, they that's absolutely killer. If you're working towards something, that's one thing that keeps people coming back. I think it's the the measures are very easy to identify. So, you know, you can see when you've nailed a trick that you're working on and that could take you weeks, it could take you months, could take you years. There's an amazing sense of achievement that you get when you master that. Um, but on top of that, it's 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 more about, you know, connecting with other people, like-minded, non-judgmental, beautiful, warm, welcoming um, men and women who, you know, are there for exactly the same thing as what you are to feel good and to connect with other people. Um, and yeah, that sense of, you know, the exercise endorphins, the happiness, the laughter, you know, it, it is a serious exercise industry, but it's also about having a good time and having a laugh in class. And, you know, I, I can't ever remember a class that, you know, I've taught or been a part of that we haven't laughed and had a good time all the way through. And, uh, you know, there's there's something to be said about about that as well. But yeah, definitely all walks of walks of life. We have women at the studio from, um, you know, sixteen upwards to in their sixties. Um, we had a granddaughter, mother, grandma team that were coming for a little while. Wow, I know, it's amazing, amazing. Yeah. So any sort of misconceptions, like you were saying, like you know, we I know a lot of people before they were a little bit hesitant to sign up with us and they're like I'm not strong I'm not flexible I'm not a size six I'm not an ex-gymnast yeah. I'm not coordinated I, I'm not honestly that that does not matter everybody has you know everyone has things that they're you know that they will be good at and other, and other things that they'll need to work on and that's another amazing thing about pole is that there's so many different things that you can be good at but also work on so um yeah it's great it's a really really interesting um but really good sport the fitness do you know what that's that's just a byproduct of the rest of the stuff you get fit yeah. almost without knowing it you know what i mean no, exactly yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah and I was actually going to say that, you know, it's um, you're doing something that you love mm. um, and it's healthy and you are getting fit. Yeah. I know that my strength um, was just incredible mm. when I was pole dancing, you know, at least three three times a week plus going to the gym mm. is just you really do notice the difference. Um And, yeah, there wasn't that sort of intimidation. I mean, I was scared mm. when I first started. Yeah. Um, oh my God, you know, I, I, I'm not as fit as the other yeah. women and I don't know what to expect. But once I started doing it, it's just so addictive. Mm. And like you were saying, lots of laughs. I know the times that I've been at the Peach Studio doing classes, there's just <laughs> always laughs. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter if you fuck up a move, yeah. you know, if you're supposed to spin right, but, you know, you spin left, yeah. which is usually me. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, you make it your own that's or you right. laugh it off. And you exactly. just keep dancing. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to ask you, Daisy, you know, from corporate mm. to showgirl, 
How did that happen? Well, um, so I was working in corporate marketing um, and that's when I I started to take classes. So my sister and I had actually um, seen that there was an ad for for pole dancing and um, we're a pretty couple of known rat bags and that just sounded like something (laughs) that we would do. Um, (laughs) And we actually had a conversation about it. We literally said, oh, my God, that's hilarious. That sounds like something we would do. So we went um, and I was completely hooked, honestly, from the first moment I stepped in there. I remember running home trying to explain to my partner at the time the moves that I had done. Um, But also I was completely fascinated by the industry and I think I was, like, drawn to, be I'm a Scorpio inquisitive and fascinated <laughs> about things yeah. you're maybe not supposed to know about or places you're not supposed to go or you know that kind of thing um so yeah I used to follow the teachers around and, and watch them perform in shows at night and um yeah but um I was working in corporate and so anyway I was just doing that part-time as a fitness sort of hobby uh and mm-hmm. then the owner asked me if I would like to train to teach some of the classes and I was like oh my god absolutely that would that'd be amazing so I was doing that for a while um and then yeah I had a lot of about uh, quite a big class load <clears throat> and I knew that they were looking for a full-time teacher and I was thinking okay well you know, what am I going to do here? And and to be honest, I, I was thinking about changing companies at that time anyway with my job in marketing. Um, and then mm. I thought, well, maybe I'll take a little career break. I, you know, had just been, had been working for such a long time. Um, I'd never really taken a year off to go overseas or anything like that. So um, I applied for um, a year's, yes, um, access leave and it wasn't denied um so I thought well and I had to sort of reassess everything and I thought well you know just take just take a leap if you can afford it if you can you know make it work you know do it for 12 months have like a rest because you would be basically working and performing this is just teaching pole working performing yeah um you know, at nights and on the weekends and you'd have your days free, like water swap around, you know, from working, you know, 10, 12 hours a day during the day in an office, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I took a, a leave, you know, took the leap of faith and, and took um, a 12-month break, but I just n- never went back. <laughs> um, wow. Um, actually, that's, a, that's sort of a little bit of a lie. I actually did miss corporate life and I took on some projects, Um yeah, I I did some consulting and stuff like that part time as well because yeah, when I was dancing, I'm like my analytical brain kind of missed out a little bit. So um, I did go back a little bit, but yeah, then um, I I started um, at that time we were sort of getting a lot of gigs pole dancing in like as extras on TV shows, movies, you know the around that time pimps and hoes were a themed party that were really popular and because pole dancing was was sort of you know new and a new performance art there were a lot of gigs um that were flying around that we used to get to perform at um and yeah it was a really really fun time um and that's when I started basically my showgirl and stripping career so I guess um from there I was offered one gig and that did that lead to we you know another gig and and yeah I became um a showgirl from there uh which has taken me sort of overseas and um in Australia and and traveled all around performing shows um and yeah it's been it's been really really fun so so tell us a little bit about showgirl life yeah. um 
And excuse my ignorance, I mean, does that sort of include pole as well or, you know, Mm. what is showgirl life? Um, Well, it can, yes. So, um, well, a showgirl, I guess, is a stripper that does a a performance. So, um, and look, there's that under that banner is a lot of different different jobs or different things that you can do. So, um, that might mean going in and doing a feature show, so a full nude strip show at any um, bucks party, hens party, um, event. Um, it can mean, um, yeah, like 21st birthday party. Um, it can be topless waitressing. It can be, um, I'm trying to think of, I was telling somebody the story the other day about, you know, getting a job that was laying on a table and having sushi eaten off your naked body. So (laughs) it can be, (laughs) um, It can be things that are obscure like that that you would you would just get messaged, you know, like, are you free and do you want to do this? And, you know, for me, I've just always been quite inquisitive and, and I also sort of have a thing that, you know what, you can try it if you're not uncomfortable with it, you try it once. If you don't like it, don't do it again. So, yeah, yeah um, it's been one thing that's, that's been quite amazing about um, that career is that it, it just has taken me into the most weird and wonderful places, most of all to give me, like, you know, so many good stories. Um, you know, we perform at swingers clubs and couples clubs and, um, you know, maybe Sexpo and, you know, so, sometimes maybe the most unlikely of places. Um, but, yeah, you meet some really interesting and amazing people. Yeah. So tell tell us about the the weirdest gig that you've ever done or the most interesting um, besides the sushi (laughs) or maybe that's it (laughs) yeah that was pretty that was pretty that was it was very hard you know like it's funny that people have one of the misconceptions are that that you know it's easy money have you ever tried to lay there and not let a piece of sushi roll roll off (laughs) (laughs) um oh weird and wonderful um I have um, worked a few times actually, probably worked at some trampoline parties which are walking across people's backs that have certain fetishes, feet fetishes. Oh, wow. Um, So that's probably one little left field sort of gig. It's interesting because um, often the ones that maybe, you know, maybe to other people that's quite strange are often sometimes for us – I don't know, the, the safest or the best fun. You meet the some really appreciative and amazing people um, yeah. and often sometimes at a Bucks party we can get quite disrespected um, and, you know, there can be problems and stuff like that. So, yeah, something like that, it's that's sort of weird and wonderful and left field can often be the safest and funnest and the best as well, yeah. So with, you know, you were just saying about the Bucks party, mm. you know, and um, – Sometimes people can be disrespectful. Mm. How how is that managed? Um, <laughs> through a very thick skin <laughs> and, yeah. and a glass of wine with a girlfriend afterwards. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess you you have to learn to get your street smarts about you very quickly. Um, you know, and there's rules that you you sort of learn and pick up along the way, like getting paid up front, that kind of thing. Um, that's another sort of misconception about the, the easy money. You know what? Sometimes mm. sometimes it is. Sometimes you do something and because for you it's having a really good time, maybe it's easy, maybe it was easy to park and, you know, you might have got fed some food and a glass of wine before you and you do your show and everyone loves you when you leave and you think, 
you know, it's like any job, you have a good day at work, you have a bad day at work, and you're like, this is the best. How easy is it? Yeah. Then the yeah. other times it can often be so bad that you're like, this is why you earn that amount of money or, you know, like this is sort of me, you know. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, you can you can often be, you know, yelled at, spat at, thrown things at, disrespected, they don't want to pay for you, they chase you down the street, they, you know, it's un- very unsafe. Um, mm. You... you um, don't normally or I don't and most of the girls wouldn't have anyone go with them so you are going into um, someone's house uh, a a building a garage uh, a backyard of somewhere you've never been before Um, and I guess yes there is a paper trail through the person that you got booked through Um, and luckily there's normally like an organizer that has his credit card attached to uh, the booking or um, you know and there's normally someone who's really lovely that always says if you have any trouble give me a shout, I'm, I'm your man kind of thing. So that's that's really lovely. But I guess at the end of the day, there's no guarantees. You are going in there yeah. by yourself. You aren't earning enough money to pay a bond. That's actually one thing that people often sort of um, are very interested to know that you don't have a bodyguard that goes with you, but purely because you would not be able to afford to hire a bodyguard for the whole night when yeah. you're going around doing that kind of work. So no, you don't. You go in and do that show completely, yeah. And you set the rules like normally, you know, um, we normally have a rule of no phones, no cameras, you know, we'll stop the show if we see anyone pulling their phones out. That's really hard to enforce because people always do. There's always mm. someone. <laughs> so, mm. um, yeah, look, most on the most part, it's, it's, it's quite it's quite good yeah there's there's a lot of sort of you know packing a bag running from one show to the next that kind of thing but on the whole part a lot of people they're very appreciative like I said um thanking you for your time and for the show and um yeah you we're into our job is to entertain we're entertainers so if we have a good time then the audience or whoever we're there for will have a good time and I think that's one thing that'd be nice for people to often remember because we if we're disrespected and we have a bad time we it's difficult for us to make them have a good time you know yeah, so um yeah we just and we we want to we don't want to stop we want to do our job we want to entertain that's that's our job so yeah. um yeah. yeah and working at um working at these couples clubs that would yeah. have been interesting as well um were you performing um yeah. like doing shows yeah yep yep so um, I love those places actually. They're, like I said, they're really friendly, appreciative, um, and respectful um, yeah. because it's normally um, a professionally run, you know, event or place. Um, and, you know, there's a host and someone to let you in and out and look after you and all that kind of stuff, um, which is really good rather than, like I said, a 21st or a Bucks party, which is just a one off that you go to someone's house. Um, yeah, it's really, really fun. It's a bit of an eye-opener if you haven't been to a place like that before. Yeah. But you'll find that, um, again, there's just the, you know, least judgmental people on the earth. Aww. So, you know, um, so from that perspective, it's it's really nice to perform to a crowd that, you know, want to see you there and, uh, you know, um, they can't judge. They're in, in that sort of situation as well. And, um, yeah, it's really fun. Really, really fun. So you've spoken a bit about some of the misconceptions with stripping. Mm. What do you think um, the biggest misconception is? 
Ooh, um, probably that anyone in that industry needs to be saved or they have daddy issues and they need a white a man on a white horse to come and save them <laughs> from that industry and that they don't enjoy their job. Um, and when we get out of this, we're going to blah, blah, blah. That's probably, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, or, you know, we're just regular people. We're just regular girls. Um, you know, I think from a female perspective, um, you know, People think, you know, that they we want to take your partner or husband home after the gig, which is not the case. Or, yeah. you know, um, we literally want to do our job. So go in, you know, entertain, have a good time and and leave. Um, so we're not out to take anyone's husband, <laughs> husband or future <laughs> husband or boyfriend. Um, uh, and there's a lot of us, you know, we um, – who really enjoy like really enjoy the career, you know, and it's and it is a you know it is a career or a part time thing or or um we love performing that you know we're not um paying off a drug debt or something like yeah. that you know or that someone's yeah. really like roped us into it that we don't have big drug and alcohol that kind of stuff like yeah that I think um when I used to teach uh, hems parties and, I, you know, I'd talk to the girls, they what are you doing afterwards um, at the Paul Dancy studio? And I'm like, I've got some shows to do. Um, you know, like they would go out and party and probably have more of a wild night than what I would because I yeah. would be doing that. I'd go and do three shows. I'd be so exhausted. I would literally have my own boots on, drive home, go straight to bed. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. wild. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're, they're, that's probably, you know, one of the mis- a couple a couple of misconceptions about <clears throat> why people do it and you couldn't possibly like it or, you know, maybe even that they can't, you know, sort of get their head around that also you might have a partner that was okay with it as well. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know that... Um... When I started pole dancing, um, I mean, I absolutely love dancing. So, and I love fitness. So, to have the two combined was just jackpot for me. Mm. And I know that pole dancing helped me um, become a bit more confident in my body, um, helped me. Um, feel a lot more feminine and maybe appreciate my body a lot more as well. Um, like you said, you know, the, the female body is amazing, just the things that we can mm. do. Um, and I certainly lo- learned a lot about pole dancing, about dancing, about myself, about my body, mm. confidence, um, you know, body image, all that stuff, you know, it's just, it's been like so many positives, mm. you know, the injuries, I guess they're a bit of a downfall, yeah. but, you know, I kept going back even, you know, <laughs> after the injuries, you just keep going back. <laughs> As a studio owner, what do you hope or what what is it that you want to teach your students and what do you hope that they take away from pole dancing? I think for me, um just coming into their own I think um finding out who they are and uh what they like and that that's okay it's okay to be them it's okay to be you know there's no one that's you than you um you know I know still um there's a lot of those misconceptions and and 
you know, people still cop a lot of flack from, especially to the girls who beat uh, classes all the time. And, mm. um, you know, because there's still people who kind of disagree with it or why, why do I see you? And now because of social media, yeah. um, you know, why do I see you on Instagram wearing a leotard that it looks like a G string, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You must be this or you, you know, um, if that is your most authentic self and that makes you feel good, that's what you should do. And I think, you know, I would like them to own that as much as they can rather than, you know, oh, I better not put that video up or I better not wear that because, you know, auntie such and such, you know, only Julie doesn't like it or, yeah. you know, she says this about me or, um, you know, I think just owning who you are and what you like and um, being confident about that. Um, you know, you if you're only going to be your most happiest, at your most happiest if you're doing the things that you love the most. And if that what pole dancing is one of them, which is what the girls say it is, then, you know, I think you have to have the confidence to stand by saying that's what you love doing and all of the benefits for it from it. So um yeah I'd like, I'd like my students to sort of you know I guess and they do they do own it and they do you know post and and you know that positive enforcement and love sharing and all that kind of stuff they're, they're very good at that um but yeah I think just just the um the openness to be yourself and have people accept you for exactly how you are we're not trying to be anyone else you don't have to be a carbon cut out of any of the teachers that work for us, you don't, you know, have to be a certain way. You just have to be yourself and you're accepted for it. So, you know, and I think as a person, if you are 100% your authentic self and people love you for it, there's something beautiful about that. You know, you're not trying to be someone that you think people want to be or that you think you should be or that I want to be like that person. You're just yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah, I, I love that. I absolutely love that, and I can totally understand as well. Um, you know the the comment about Auntie Julie. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't have an Auntie Julie, but um, you know, I know that when I was posting pictures and videos on Facebook as well. Um, you know, some people would cringe and, oh, what are you mm. doing? Or, you yeah. know, why are you dancing around your underwear? And, mm. you know, mm, why not? It, it's just, well, yeah. <laughs> and then on the flip side of that, I would get uh, messages, oh, that's amazing that you do that. I wish mm, I could do exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. Like, you can do it. Yeah. Just go can. and do it. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. And look, it's it's been sort of difficult for me where I, you know, I work in sexual health and, mm. um, you know, I have taken this journey of, you know, learning about my own sexual health and my own body and, you know, discovering pole dancing as part of that as well and mm. absolutely loving it and, mm. you know, at one stage worrying about what people would think and mm. um you know having the um anxiety about you know posting you know yeah. me dancing around a leotard and then I thought you know it's it's got to look not everyone's going to like it mm. and some people are going to appreciate it and that's just the way it is yeah so yeah. I had to stop worrying about what other people thought mm. and um you know this was about me and it was about sharing a part of my life and yeah. what I enjoyed yeah, that's exactly right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, one of the, the most powerful things I think that people learn and that you wouldn't think so, like in, in terms of when you have some ideas about what, what it's going to be like to go and do a class is that, 
you know, you're so sometimes caught up in like, I couldn't possibly wear a pair of shorts. Yeah. Well, I don't like my thighs. I don't like, you know, whatever. I've got a big tummy or, you know, I don't like my arms or, you know, there's, we have a lot of girls with social anxiety and that kind of thing as well. And mm-hmm. I think one of the most powerful and beautiful things that I remember that when I was the same when I started mm. was, oh my God, all these girls are wearing, or they all look different. And they're all wearing short shorts and no one cares. Yeah. So why do I care? Mm. That was, you know, that just really resonated for me. That hit me. Like, you know, the light bulb went on. I was like, yep. why am, do I care? No one else cares. Like, and I'm sure, you know, we all have hang-ups and that kind of thing. So, yeah. but, um, it, yeah, and that's the way it's kind of always been. Like, you know, I'm like, we're all different, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong, I want them to go upside down too. <laughs> Let's not forget that. <laughs> of course. I want, I want that for them too. But I'm like, saw that. Yeah. Just feeling good about feeling feeling good about themselves. There's nothing better than putting on a good song, having a little dance around, having a laugh. It just makes you feel so good. Yeah. Mm. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. Daisy, if um people want to find out a bit more about your pulse studio, how can yeah. they do that? Um, uh, we are on Instagram, Peach Pole Studio, or our website, thepeachpolestudio.com.au. And you're located mm. on the Central Coast? In we are. We, yes, we are. When we have two locations, one's at Erina and one's at Tugra. Fantastic. Well, mm. thank you, Daisy, for joining us on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media at Heidi G Spot and check out the website at HeidiGCounseling.com. Join me next time on the G Spot because the world is a better place when there's great sex and relationships.